0: Welcome to the social scholars podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and I'm a social media consultant, personal branding strategist, and Elon Musk super fan. Each week, you're going to learn through quick tip episodes, guest expert trainings, and business owner interviews, the perspective, insight, and strategies you need to align your business goals with your marketing efforts and make social media work for you. So let's get to class. All right, here we are at the very first official podcast episode where I'm bringing on my first guest. And the, today's guest is very intentional for two main reasons. Um, Ryan Wharton is a story brand certified messaging guide. And a lot of you are probably familiar with the Donner, Donald Miller um, story brand book and framework. Ryan is certified under that framework, and so I couldn't think of a better person to come talk to us about what I was talking about in episode one around the importance of getting clear on who we're talking to and what we're saying to them. And so in this episode, um, Ryan is going to help guide us through some things to think about to make sure that our messaging is clear and concise and compelling. And this episode is maybe a little bit longer than the the normal time, but I thought this episode, this topic was important and, and warranted the extra time that Ryan and I spent getting into um, some of the mistakes to avoid, tangible tips that you can apply to enhance your messaging um, right after you listen to this. And then the second reason why this episode, why Ryan is my first guest, is not just because of the topic, but it's because I was on Ryan's podcast um, towards the end of 2019 on his The Brand New You podcast, and uh, he was so warm, such an incredible host, so um asked such great questions and really made me feel welcome so there's that and then at the end of the interview he said you know if you ever start your own podcast let me know and I'll be your first guest. And so that has stuck in my head um, and has played a part of starting this whole podcast. So I thought I'm going to take Ryan up on his offer. So he's here. We're going to jump into the episode now. I wanted to give you that background. I did also want to let you know that Ryan has a LinkedIn course that he is generously, it's making LinkedIn simple um, and getting you leads, seeing traction within 45 days. So the details, the link to the details of that course is in the show notes. He talks about why he likes LinkedIn, the success he's had with it, um, some some ideas for how you can have success with it but he's going to get much more into that obviously in his course and as a listener of the social scholars podcast he is offering you fifty dollars off that course so if that's something you want to check out when you buy use the code sarah and you'll get your fifty dollar um, discount off that course and without further ado here is my interview with ryan so Ryan is my very first podcast guest on the Social Scholars podcast. Um, he is a personal branding, um, copywriting, really just. I, I called him this earlier, and he was he was questioning it, but I'm like, oh, so Ryan, he's a messaging genius, um, and certified with the Story Brand. Um, concept that I know a lot of you are familiar with. And we have some raving story brand fans here, Ryan. So I just want to give you a big welcome. Thanks for being on.
1: Sure, no problem. And how about instead of messaging genius, let's compromise and I'll be a brand messaging guide.
0: Okay. Okay. We're, we'll settle <laughs> on a brief messaging guide. Okay. Genius
1: is pretty strong.
0: Uh, well, it 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 is true. I've followed you. I've listened to your podcast, but we'll, we'll settle on that. That sounds great. Um, so just in your own words and tell it, tell us a little bit about what exactly a brand messaging guide does.
1: <laughs> well, so Many people that I work with, and in fact, many entrepreneurs, especially freelancers, as you're starting to, you know, understand how to grow a business or get customers and all that stuff, we really struggle with what do we say to people to attract them to us. And what happens in a lot of cases is we end up saying things that make a lot of sense to us, but it makes absolutely no sense to potential clients. You know, so for example, one of the things that we're really bad at as entrepreneurs and as um, you know as as freelancers getting started is we're we're so stuck in our minds on how things sound to us that we create cute and clever phrases instead of clear phrases that people can understand quickly. So as an example, with my book, I got cute with the title and called it Career Cred. Because to me, it's totally made sense. But I still have people who say, I don't get it. What does it mean? So I am guilty of it myself. And as I've gone through you know, several years now of reading and studying and you know following people who are much more uh, in the genius zone, if you will, than I am, when it comes to messaging and marketing, um, you know, I've come to realize that that's just one of the things that people struggle with. And so w- what I help people do is figure out what that clear message is, what that value is, how they serve people, and then ha- most importantly, how to, save, how to say that clearly.
0: Okay, that's so good. I'm so glad you're bringing that up right away because I know a lot of my listeners are coaches, consultant service providers, and a lot of them are working on group programs or like digital products. And I know I'm guilty of this myself. So I'm glad to hear that you've made the mistake too of getting like overly cute with the name of the program or just wasting hours, days, weeks coming up with a cute name and just never putting it out there. Um, and so that's great to know. It's just like call it what it is. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so for example, my, my flagship program, because I work with a lot of coaches and consultants too. Um, my flagship program when I first put it out was called the leveraged message roadmap okay what does that mean nobody has a clue what that means and when I got down to it it was like okay I'm really helping people with their brand messaging and I have a system to do that so now I call it the brand messaging system which people get immediately they go oh, okay I understand what you do and that you have a, a way to help me help me do that but people did not understand leveraged message roadmap so it, it, you know, even though I've been doing this for a while, I still have to check myself and make sure that, you know, do people understand this? And what I typically will do is when I come up with something like that, I will take it to someone else and say, tell me what you think this means. And if they can't tell me what I think it means, then I know I have to go back to the drawing board.
0: Oh, Ryan, that is like such a great, easy gut check tip. Like, Just, yeah, take it to somebody. Does this make sense? Because you're right. So many of us are awesome at what we do, but just we're in our own jars sometimes. So it's hard to -hmm, label on the outside. Okay. So I want to get into this messaging. Like this is the juicy stuff that I know people are wanting to know. But before we hop all the way into that, I want to talk a little bit about how you got started because that's something else that I think could be really helpful for people just to understand um, how you personally got into this work and some of the mistakes maybe you've made or lessons learned that you could share with us. Um, So we'll just start it off with how the heck did you get into brand messaging?
1: Yeah, so I'll try to be brief, although I'm not really known for that unless I'm writing copy. (laughs) And then I'm very good at being brief and to the point. Uh, but I, I actually, this whole thing, if I trace it all the way back, what got me started on this was I was work, I was a corporate employee and I was turned down for a promotion. Like the, you know, it was a VP job. And I, it just made me, like it hit me like a ton of bricks because it was one of those situations where everybody around me, including my boss, was like, this is your job. Uh, but from the time I interviewed, to the time they filled that position, they actually changed the hiring manager, brought in somebody from outside, and that person brought in somebody from their previous company to do that role. So my uh, love affair, if you will, with the corporate world, was kind of shattered at that moment. And I just started asking myself questions that I think everybody gets to eventually, and it's just a matter of when you get there. But I started saying things to myself like, a okay what what am i doing like is this really the path that i should be on and so i started googling things like uh you know how can you work from home those types of things and so i just started doing a bunch of investigation and i realized that there was this whole world out there that i had no knowledge of where i could use um my genius to get back to what you said before right but we all have we all have something that we're very good at that we could package up and sell to people Um, But but we struggle with what is that, understanding what that is. So I spent years trying to figure out what that thing was. And uh, initially, it was writing resumes for people and writing LinkedIn profiles. Because for whatever reason, people came to me whenever they had some kind of career, I won't say crisis, but they had career questions. Uh, Should I take this job? What should I do with this? Can you help me with my resume? And I thought, okay, well, that's a unique, I I didn't even know people did that. I was like, that's a unique thing. I'll I'll start there. So I started doing that. And I happened to be in product marketing and product management at the time for the company. So I was already doing marketing. And as I was going through this iteration kind of life challenge, whatever you want to call it, I came across the book written by a guy named Donald Miller called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And most people don't find Donald Miller through that book. They find him through all of his other books. But that one really spoke to me because it was a story of how a guy went from uh, basically just going through life and letting life happen to him to a point where he started to take charge of his life. And so it, it was like, I needed that. So I started following this guy named Donald Miller and Donald Miller put out this thing called a life plan. So I did the life, you know, basically anything he started putting out, I was, I was on it. And then he introduced this thing called story brand and just like anybody else, when you read the story brand methodology or you follow it or like I bought the online course, I mean, it just makes sense because and what he did was he didn't, he didn't create anything brand new. He took something that already existed and repackaged it in a simplified way that makes sense. And, so it really resonated with me because one of the things I specialized in the corporate world was taking complex processes and complex things and simplifying them so people could actually like follow them. So it made a lot of sense to me. So I started stalking him for that. And I just and then and then um in my marketing in my corporate job, I started trying to apply story brand to that and I kept getting this resistance of no that's not the way we do it here or that doesn't work here or we can't do it that way because and there were all these reasons why we couldn't use it. So I thought, well, let me see if I can apply this to some of the LinkedIn profiles I'm writing. And it turns out that it works really well for that. Then I started looking at people who um, were in marketing, doing digital marketing stuff, because as I was learning, I was like, can this work here? So I started applying it there and it worked. And all, all the while, by the way, I'm working two jobs. I have my full-time corporate job and I'm doing all of this on the sides, nights and weekends. And um, then story brand and like, I think it was December of 2016, they released a page on their website to become a guide. And like, I found it cause I'd been stalking them forever. So I found it and I applied like that day. The next day I get a call from a story brand sales consultant saying, how did you even find the page? We haven't even announced it exists. I'm like, well, that's your fault. You published it. <laughs> I found it. It was there, so anyway, in April of 2017, I got certified as a StoryBrand Guide, and that's been, uh, you know, I've been, I, I've integrated that process into my larger process, my brand mass- messaging system. Um, so StoryBrand is just a piece of it because you can leverage the StoryBrand methodology into so much stuff that you do, job descriptions, content you create. Uh, podcast if you really wanted to. Um, it just fits so many things because it speaks to people when when they hear it.
0: Okay. Wow. So, okay. So a couple- Sorry, that was long. That was no, not brief. That was so good. It didn't have to be brief. That was so good. Two things I wanted to pull out of there that I thought were really, re- might really help our listeners is that I love that you didn't necessarily know that you would be sitting here right this very moment. Like you didn't see the path. You just kind of took the next step that made sense.
1: No Um, clue. (laughs) I I had no clue. If you'd asked me five years ago, what I'd be doing five years from then, I would never have said, uh, talking to you, you know, as this path. Uh, I mean, I even started my podcast. It's so true. One of the, one of the things that like, Stands out of my mind still to this day is like you are the equivalent of the five books you've read and the five people you hang out with. And when you start to realize, when you start asking yourself questions, and you realize that the people that you hang out with today may not be the people that you want to hang out with down the road because they won't help you get where you want to go. And that doesn't mean that you immediately look at them and go, okay, we can't be friends anymore. Right. But you, you just change the relationship and the dynamic with them. And as an example, one of the guys that I hung out with, you know, six, seven years ago was a video game player. And so I was sitting on the couch playing video games with him five nights a week. And as soon as I realized that I had a different purpose or a different direction I wanted to go, I knew that I needed to, you know, not play video games five nights a week with him. right? So you just, you, you have to ask, you have to, you have to look at those things and ask yourself those questions. And I just, by happenstance, found myself surrounded by five people who all had podcasts and they were like, dude, why aren't you doing a podcast? So I said, okay, I'll start a podcast. And that's how my podcast started. So it's just surround yourself by the people that you aspire to become people that will help you and, it, and they'll push you along your path faster.
0: Oh, okay. So good. So good. And I think all of that is like under this umbrella of just taking action. Even if it's not, even if you don't know how it's going to work out, it's like you started with resumes and then you found this book and then, you know, like all these little things. And I think that that sometimes is the heartbreaking thing for me to see people like have this idea and have this message that they want to share, but they can't figure out how it's all going to work out, how it's going to look in 10 years or what they exactly, they want to offer who their niche is. Yeah. And so they never start. Um, what, and I, you've talked about this before in some of your content that I've read, like what, what's your message to people that are trying to figure it all out and just haven't started yet because they don't know how it's all going to look.
1: Yeah. So if you don't know how it's going to look, how do you know it's not going to end up good? Right. I mean, sure. It may not work but at least you tried something and now you know, and you can pivot and try something different. Um, A lot of people I work with are overwhelmed and they want to start something, but they don't know how to get going. The problem is there are so many online courses that are out there. Everybody takes all these individual ad hoc courses and they get, let's say they get really good at one of these things for these online courses, but they don't know how to put it all together Mm -hmm. into a cohesive clear marketing campaign, if you will, for lack of a better term, right? And so that's when I built my brand messaging system, that's what that's based off of is let's take all these disparate courses that I know people are taking because chances are I've probably taken it too. I can't tell you how much money I've spent on online courses over the last five or six years. Um, And I've said, okay, there's gotta be a better way. And so I pulled it all together to put together my system that takes people from who is the customer that you want to talk to, all the way to, so you're confused and overwhelmed, all the way to where you have a confident marketing system and you get going. Because I think a lot of times we don't start because we don't know what the end point will look like and we're not confident that we can get there. And so you just need a structure and a plan in place that goes through all of these different ad hoc things in an order that makes sense. Yes. And once you know that, it's way easier to get started.
0: It Okay, it is, and you had said that earlier about Um, What Donald Miller was doing too. It's like, he didn't necessarily have anything profound or new. It's just the way he packaged it. And that's kind of what you're talking about. And I think sometimes too, I'll hear like, oh, well, you know why? And I've said this before too, Ryan. It's like, well, why wouldn't I just refer somebody to like Amy Porterfield? Like, I don't know that I'm saying anything different or um, other people will say, you know, I just don't know that I have anything new to say and mm-hmm. you probably don't is what it sounds like you're saying, but it's how you systematize it, package it, speak to your ideal client in a way that resonates with them.
1: Yeah. I have a, a good friend of mine. His name is, uh, Joseph Michael. This is actually Joseph Nicoletti, but he, um, he, we were in, a, he was in one of my very first mastermind people, uh, back before he was making $20,000 a month, which is what he does now. Um. he he created this thing called uh, Learn Scrivener Fast. Scrivener is a writing tool for aspiring authors. And he didn't have a particular love affair with Scrivener. And the truth is there were already courses out there on Scrivener. Um, But as he was going through it, he he heard from somebody else, and I can't remember where the quote came from, right? But yes, it's true that somebody else has probably done what you want to do. But the truth of the matter is there Are people out there waiting to hear that message from you? And they won't start until they hear it from you because it's our personalities, it's our way of going about doing things that attracts people to us. And you and I, for example, could do the exact same thing. Let's say we were both, we both had an Instagram course. Okay. I am going to attract a different group of people than you will. It's just the way it works. That, you know, when, when people think, when they think that, um, you know, I, I just can't do it because other people do it, they're, they're thinking, they're approaching it with, um, with not an abundance mindset, right? They're looking at it as this pie is only so big and how am I going to squeeze into it instead of looking at the pie as as large as you want it to be. And you have to think about it that way, right? I mean, we all, to, to do another quote, we all stand on the shoulders of giants, there is somebody somewhere who has influenced or impacted our thinking in some way. And we carry a piece of them with us whenever we put something else out into the world. And so you shouldn't be concerned that, yeah, somebody else is teaching Instagram because everybody, you know, I, I can teach it different than you do and you may teach it different than me and the, the, we're going to attract different sets of people. And it's not like there's only a finite group of people who want to learn about Instagram. Oh, so we have to think of it that way.
0: Absolutely, so so good. So, like a a recent example that I came across the other day was uh I don't know if you if you were into the Destiny's Child Ryan or not with Beyonce. <laughs> I was not. They did. <laughs> they did a it's song. not to say
1: I haven't heard the music. I just wasn't a you know a stalker.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> they did. You might have heard they did a song that's called like "Say My Name." And then recently, there's another artist called Hoser. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He he took the same You're song. making
1: me feel old now.
0: Well, I, I'm like <laughs> Spotify is like the second most used app on my phone when, probably. When
1: when when I hear Hoser, I immediately think of the Canadian movie about beer uh, that I forget <laughs> what it is where they walk around and go, Oh, you Hoser.
0: Yeah. And now I'm not
1: going to be satisfied until I figure out the name of this movie. But anyway. <laughs>
0: Well, I know let, if you think of it, let us know. Cause there's not, probably other people are like, what is that? But um, anyway, this guy, this other artist um, took the exact same song and just changed like the beat of it. He slowed it down. It was like a little bit more slow, soulful. It was, it was awesome. And I loved it. And I also still loved the Destiny Child one from like whatever, 12, 15 years ago. Um, and I thought that that was just mm-hmm. such a great real life example of like, and musicians do it all the time too. Like what if somebody was like, well, who needs like another song <laughs> or, and this guy right. took the oh, yeah. exact same song. Right. So I know it's yeah, just, totally. it's that head junk that you kind of, you were talking about earlier too. Um,
1: we so, all have head junk. We all have it. By the way, it's strange brew is the name of the, is the name of the movie, but um, EDM music. So like my son is big time into EDM music. That's all taking from what I gather um, I can't listen to it very long before I need to leave the room. But it's, it, from what I gather from it, it's all taking different bits and pieces of music that other people have created and mashing it together to make your own thing. And there's a skill involved in doing that. And so, you know, even in that case, he's standing on the shoulders of giants, people who created something else, and he's taking it and creating something new. No different than what Donald Miller did with StoryBrand.
0: Hmm. N- exactly. Exactly. So I want to talk about the head junk piece because this to me is like one of the biggest things. Cause it doesn't matter if you take all the courses or you know exactly what to do. It's like sometimes that, that mindset, the head junk, whatever you want to call it, um, creeps up. Would you be willing to share some of the head junk you had as you were starting out growing your own business?
1: Yeah. A lot of the same stuff. I mean, who am, I, who am I to help this person with their online marketing? Who, who am I to come up with a message that's better than what they have when they live it daily? And then you find out after you do it, like, you are the best person to do it because they have so much head junk that they can't figure it out on their own. Um, I, like, I liken it to, I, I wish for those people who watch, have ever seen Harry Potter I liken it to the um, the scene where Dumbledore puts the little pen to his head and pulls out stuff and drops it into this bowl that's a pensive. And those are his thoughts and things that are cluttering up his mind so he can't focus. And we all have that kind of stuff. And we just have to f- realize and recognize that it's head junk, that it's stopping us from moving forward, and then we have to consciously put it push it aside and move forward anyway
0: and it sounds like going back to what you said earlier the books the people that you surround yourself with can kind of help get you out of that space um, any any other tips Definitely. for getting rid of junk? Yeah.
1: yeah i mean everybody thinks that well i can't do this thing because i don't have any experience doing it well how else are you going to get experience right and you can't you're not going to go into any experience that you ever have 100% confident especially if it's new but the only way you get confidence is by experiences and the only way you get experiences is by doing. And I know that sounds super easy to say, but if you struggle with doing, start with something small and build a little bit of confidence through those small little experiences. And what you will find is you have the ability to expand that confidence. I I interviewed a person on my podcast. Her name is Claudia Altucher. I think she's changed her name now because she used to be married to James Altucher, but they're not. So I don't know if she kept her name, but anyway, she wrote, um, she wrote a book that I'm completely drawn a blank on what it's called right now. Apologize for that, but it's in my podcast. You can go look it up. Um, but she wrote a book about how your mind has what she calls in it, an idea muscle which basically means if you think you don't have any ideas, it's simply because you're not exercising your idea muscle. And so one of the things that she does to help you get into the groove of doing of of an ideal muscle is just to write down 10 things every day on some random topic. So heading favorite movies, list 10 things. Okay. What's going to happen is you're going to get to like movie number three or four, and then you're going to struggle to come up with the next five or six. And that's no different than when we go to the gym and we're doing reps and we want to get to 10 and we get to five and we're like, oh my gosh, I've got five more to do. These are hard. But over time, as you do more and more, things get easy. And it's the same way with content, right? If I want to put out content, the first post is always the hardest. Just put it out. Okay. And also remember, honestly, nobody's going to read your first post anyway. So take all those expectations away and just do it because you need to. And then you start to put in the reps. And you know, then, then once you get used to creating content, then you can start to ask yourself questions like, okay, what does my audience want? Because sometimes we, you need to just create content before you can even get to the point where you're asking about what your audience wants. Um, but it's all about putting in reps and getting started and just moving forward and knowing that your first few efforts are not gonna be great. Your few, first few efforts are gonna be seen by very few people. So take that gift of animated, anonymity, 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 hard word to say, right? Um, in the beginning, when no one knows who you are, to make mistakes, to learn what you're good at, to learn what you would like to write about, produce, or publish, um, and improve on that with your experiences as you go forward.
0: Ah, uh, Okay, I love what you're saying there, because I always... Talk about like I, I don't think there's a gene yet for this. Maybe there will be, but like there's not like a copywriting gene, right? Or like a Instagram gene or LinkedIn gene that people just co- come out of the womb knowing how to do, right? It's like we have to learn how to do things, and like you're saying, you really only 100 can do that by doing it, not by thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I, I think some people are born with a, an innate gift for certain things. But like nobody's born with a copywriting gene. But the good thing is, is that copywriting is a skill, which means it can be learned, right? So for example, my, uh, my wife is a, is, a gra- is a grammar crazy person. And so anytime I write something, she can't read just the word. She reads it for how it's structured and how the sentences are put together and the commas in the right place and all that stuff. And I don't read that way. Right. So she has an innate ability to be able to do that. But if she were to start writing copy on her own, she would, it's still a skill she has to learn. And I think that's what people need to really remember is anything that's a skill we can learn. And anybody that you look up to today started right where your thoughts are right now. Yeah. And they got there because they started small. They got some experience. They learned, got a little better. They have got more confidence they did more things, you know, and before long, you're, you're, you know, you're doing videos for YouTube or whatever, right? But you can't do that. Like I tell people who want to do videos, just walk around your house and film yourself because there's an entire generation of people who are very uncomfortable and think it's very weird to take pictures of themselves and to take videos of themselves, okay? But the only way you get comfortable doing that is by doing that. Doing it. And then there's a whole other generation who thinks that like they have to be in front of a camera or a video 24 hours a day. And that's just, to me, that's just weird, but <laughs> right. You got the two extremes. So it, you just have to start small. Don't put high expectations on yourself when you get started.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, your first post probably is not going to go viral. Um and it's probably going to suck like you said that's I talk about that when it, your
1: 100th post probably won't go viral.
0: <laughs> right. And, and it's going and, it, and and you won't be good and that's what I talk about too with video. It's like yeah you it, like you probably will suck. Like it just but you can't get to the good stuff until you go through the bad stuff and the the learning part and at, like you said everybody has to go through that but we don't always see those things Um, When we're looking at the, like the gurus in the industry and the people that we really admire, we forget that they had to go through that too.
1: Right. Um, Stop comparing yourself to Gary Vaynerchuk. You do not have somebody who can follow you around with a camera all day long, right? Gary can speak confidently the way he does because he's been, he's built his business for 20 years. It's not like he started yesterday and started telling everybody to go hustle, you know? And that's another thing too, by the way, hustle is defined by the individual and so your hustle is going to be different than my hustle and I should not compare my hustle to your hustle and nobody can live up to Gary Vaynerchuk's hustle. That's the way he's wired and programmed and you may not be wired or programmed that way. So do not hold yourself to that standard.
0: That's a great reminder. Uh, cause I know people, people are thinking that, Oh, I should be, I should be putting out 78 pieces of content every day. Um, Every hour. Every hour. <laughs> every hour. Um, well, and I there was um, a tweet that he had shared um, that showed, I think it was from like 2007, where he got two likes. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that he shared that because that's just such a great reminder about what we're talking about right now, that everybody starts at the bottom. And now it's like he's yeah. getting millions, but he can't get millions. One,
1: one. Well, yeah. One of his best videos that I've seen is... The, and people don't realize this, he put out 1000 episodes of Wine Library TV before people started paying attention to him.
0: Wow.
1: And yeah. he's got a video on like the whole progression. He goes to, in, in five minutes, he goes through and shows little snippets of all 1000 before people started to finally pay attention. But he started small, started putting in the reps. And moved on it from there. I mean, it's like me and my podcast. If I go back and listen to my very first podcast interview, which I was scared to death to do. Like, now I look at it and go, wow, you were really bad back then. <laughs> <laughs> right? You could tell I was nervous during, during the call. I can listen. I can hear in my voice that I was nervous. But the thing is, nobody else knows that. I'm the only one that knows that.
0: Uh but, and you wouldn't be here having your own podcast now where you are more confident if you hadn't done that first one and been nervous. So it'll be interesting to go back and listen to some of these. Um, okay. So I want to get into some, some tangible kind of how to's things that I know my audience, um, struggles with questions I get that maybe you can help us out with, if that's, if that's cool with you. So, um, one of the things that I loved, I saw on your website, you were talking about email lists, building your email list. And one of the things I see a lot is like, Hey, join my e-newsletter. And you Mm -hmm. had kind of talked about why that's maybe not the most effective way to get people to join your e-newsletter. Could we talk about that for a few minutes?
1: Yeah, it's simple. Nobody wants to join your newsletter. It, I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, unless you're Gary Vaynerchuk, nobody wants to join your newsletter. Um, and the, and the reason why is simple. We get too much email as it is. So our email inboxes are like this, it's the one place where we have complete control over in our lives. We can determine who enters it and we can determine who exits it. And so when you say to somebody, hey, just join my newsletter. A, they don't know what they're gonna get. They don't see any value in that, you know, unless they've been following you for a while and they have a really good reason to do it. They just don't see any, you know, any value in that. And that's what the whole lead magnet, um, let's see, I think I've heard it called clickbait. I've heard it called all kinds of different things, right? But the, the fact of the matter is, if you want to capture somebody's email address, which is what you're doing when you're, say, "Join my newsletter, you need to give them something of value. And that something of value should be related to a problem that you know your audience struggles with. OK, so, for example, I get a lot of questions about how do I create a story based website, which is one of the things that I do as a story brand guide. And so I have a, a lead magnet on my website in order to capture email addresses. That's it's called here are the elements of a story based website. So here are the things if you want one, you need to make sure you're including. That is something of value to the people who go and download it. For my LinkedIn Made Simple course, I have a, here's a daily checklist of things you should be doing on LinkedIn because I get asked that a lot. What should I do on LinkedIn every day? Well, go download this ebook. When they download it, it should give them clear instructions on how to move from where they are to somewhere else. So there's a transformation that needs to take place in that in that e-magnet or that lead magnet, whatever you want to call it. Um, and there's no transformation that takes place in a newsletter. At least not initially. When they, somebody says, join my newsletter, they don't know what they're getting. They don't understand the value. So give them something that addresses a problem you know they struggle with and will help them start to move forward.
0: Oh, okay. That's going to help so many of us because I know I have said that in the very beginning too. It's like they said, I got to build my e-newsletter or my email list. So join my e- <laughs> Yeah, so idea. a great,
1: a great, a great opt-in lead magnet, download, whatever you want to call it, put any term you want on it for you could be, you know, um, how to get started in Instagram, five steps to get started with Instagram stories this week. And then it's simply five little things that they can do, or you walk people through the, fi- the mechanics of, okay, turn it on. Here's how you add a sticker. Here's how you add a comment. You know, those types of things because little things like that will stop people from moving forward because they just don't know how to do it. And so if you help them get there through a lead magnet or something like that, and in your case, it'd be better as a video series, like three videos, sign up for this three video series to learn how to get started on Instagram this week, you know, where you just record three little five minute videos or whatever, showing people how to do it. And those are valuable things that people will go, oh, I want this because I need to know how to do that.
0: Okay, I think I'm going to change my lead magnet now, Ryan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, seriously, I think if, you know, that, that would be a really good one for you to do is just walk people through what, how, how, do you, how to do an Instagram story from start to finish. Like literally click this button. This will open up your video. Then do this and just walk them through step-by-step in a series of two or three videos or just one if you want, whatever. But it doesn't matter how many. What matters is that you're helping them solve a problem.
0: Oh, okay. And, and I like that you're saying video could be an option too because I think sometimes we get stuck and like, oh, it has to be something that's like written, but there's all kinds of different ways. Maybe it's an audio. Oh um,
1: <laughs> there, there are so many. Um, so there are so many ways. It's funny. I was writing a because I'm, I'm I've started writing my second book and one of the, uh, I'm looking at something on my iPad here real quick. Um, one of the things that, that um, I'm doing within that is like, okay, what are the different opt-ins and things that you could potentially have? And so there are so many, oh, here it's a different one. There are so many that are, it's just unbelievable. So I just give you an example of a few as long as I can find it. See, this is my gift of gab. I can talk a little bit here while I search for stuff. But so for example, you could do how to guides, you could have a free course, how to start Instagram, you could do a video series, you could do an email course, which is a video series where you just send it out in a series of emails. You could do an infographic, you could do a quiz. I actually do a quiz personal branding on um, my on one of my websites that is a good lead magnet for me you could have a competition you could have people sign up for webinars do a free consultation free trial give away free samples free surveys vouchers coupons brochures you could do I mean just if you can think of it you can do it in that format just make sure that it solves a problem
0: and that is something that I have very much been working on and learning myself. And I know other people in my community have where it, we sometimes obsess over that process, whether it's, is, should this be a coaching program or is this a course or is this a membership or is this an ebook? And like you're saying, Ryan, it, like that's maybe secondary to the promise, the transformation. What's that? And 100%. then you can figure out how best to give it to them. And 100% so many ways.
1: Do not give people an ebook that describes your process because you're the only one that cares about that. Oh, right. Instead, pick something out of your process that you know your people struggle with and make the ebook all about that problem. And that's the whole, honestly, the essence of story brand is taking your commentary and the way you present your business and flipping it and putting your customer first. So for example, I have a video that's going to come out next week about this. So I'll give you a heads up here. But if you, here's a quick check you can do to determine who you're marketing your business or your product or service to, because you either market it to yourself or you market it to your customer. Okay. If you're using words like I, me, we, our, in your copy, you're marketing to yourself. I can't read your copy on your website and go, wait a minute. I, me, that's not me. I don't do that. So if you see those words on your website, replace all of them with you, your, or yours and rewrite your copy. So it focuses on your customer because when I read it now I'm reading, okay, this is about me because it says you and I'm reading it as me. But if I see the word me, I don't read it that way. I read it as you. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It makes so much sense. And, uh, I love that. That's something so easy we can and practical. We can all do like today, this very moment that you're hearing this. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, Hmm, I'm aware of this, but like I do sometimes say I a lot in my own copy. So that's a great thing to be aware of.
1: Um, yeah, and I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying you can't, but you need to be careful when you do it. When I come to your website and I'm reading your product, about your product and service, in order for me to engage with you, I have to see myself in your solution. Okay, so the words need to be describing to me what my life is going to be like after I engage with your business. And when you use words like, well, I do this and I do that and I do this, your, your mind will go, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that or I don't do that. Right, it doesn't matter that you do it and you're successful with it, you need to say things like, If you do these things, you can be successful, not I do these things and I'm successful. So
0: that's getting into a little bit too, knowing who you're talking to so that you can let them know. Okay, and that is, I think, one of the top things that a lot of us struggle with is who is my, there's all this pressure to find your niche, to find your ideal mm-hmm. client. What advice do you have for us on that?
1: Yeah, so uh, I th- my niche has changed over time. And I think anybody's and everybody's does. Because who you think you serve in the beginning is probably not going to be who you serve later. I had a, I had a career coach come to me, work, worked with me last summer. And her first statement to me was, my bounce rate on my website is terrible. I want to know why those people are leaving. To which I said, why do you care? Why not instead focus on the people who are staying and buying from you? Because that's your audience. Right? There's somebody, like all these all this acronyms and stuff that get thrown around, forget all that stuff. Like, if you have people who are paying you money, learn as much as you can about those people. And you can, that's where you can use the story brand methodology to really start to dig into Why are those people doing business with you? And once you figure that out, once you know, start to know the things that your customers want and the problems that they're struggling with, then you can go from, okay, I know these people are struggling with this particular problem. Who else struggles with that? Like, Mm -hmm. where else can that go? Because that's really who you're talking to right? Yes, I agree. You need to niche down and you need to be specialized in a, in a particular area or whatever. But you also, more importantly, I think you need to understand what problems you solve. Because if you don't know that, it won't matter what niche you pick. Because you'll probably be wrong anyway. So really take some time to think about who, what is the problem I'm solving. And then, you, and then from there, we can go, okay, now who's paying me? And what do these people have in common? You know, so for example, I get, a, I get, I work with a lot of coaches and consultants in particular in the career space because that's where I started building my brand was in that area. And that's what my podcast was about. That's what my book is about. But as I got better at identifying the problem that I solve for those folks, I realized that, look, it's not just career coaches. Like it's anybody who's in coaching or consulting. Um, and then even small business owners who have say, less than about 20 people that work for them. Because once you get above that, then those people start to become like CEOs, or at least they should be. And they have people who they say, go do stuff for. Um, And I prefer to work individually with folks and, and that kind of thing. And that's something I learned as I went along, because I took on a job with a bigger company, wasn't working with the decision makers, and it was super frustrating for me. So I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore even though there's more money involved in that, that's not for me. So I'm not going in that direction.
0: And what you're talking about too, I think is so applicable to Instagram, especially where like follower counts and likes are such a, a thing, such a, such a threshold standard that people kind of judge, well, how am I doing? But like you're saying, it's like focus on the people that are sticking around and engaging with you. It's less about the followers. It's more about exactly what you said, who, who is listening to you, who's buying from you, who's engaging with you, um, and worry more about those people, which it's so interesting.
1: It's it's what you just said, right? It's like, what would you rather have? If I could give you and your listeners a list with a hundred thousand people on it today and only 10 people would buy from it, is that better than having a list of 1000 people, but a hundred people buy from it because they're engaged? which would you rather have? Like we, we are so hung up on numbers and things. It's, it, it blows my mind. It's like I use LinkedIn and I may get, I may get a thousand views from it, but if I get no business from it or I get nobody to join my email list from it, what difference does it make? Some of my better performing posts have gotten far less views, but they're views from the right people. Mm.
0: Okay. I w- and I- go ahead.
1: No, I was just breathing. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Well, I want to, we have to
1: do that as humans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, dang it. Yeah. Um, well, I want to move into LinkedIn because one of the other reasons why I wanted to have you on here is because you do use LinkedIn so well from what I've noticed. And obviously you help people with that. So like what, what's, let's just start with maybe like, what is one of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to showing up on LinkedIn specifically?
1: They have no goal. Mm. They don't know what their purpose is on LinkedIn, right? And that's the biggest problem with LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is very confusing to a lot of people, but it's confusing because A, they think it's a repository for their re- resume and that's it. And they don't recognize it as it's actually a social platform. And more importantly than that, it's a, it's a search engine for 600 million business people. Right? Like Google is a search engine that takes care of the world. LinkedIn is a search engine that takes care of business people. And so if you get on the platform and you have no clue what you're doing or what you want to achieve from it, you're just going to like try a bunch of random stuff it's not going to work. You're going to get quickly frustrated with it, especially if you're into how many likes did I get? How many views did I get? How many, you know, all this stuff, then you're going to get really frustrated and you're going to give up. And so in my LinkedIn made simple course, the very first thing we do is define what your goals are. And then we talk about who's your customer. Cause if you don't know that, then you're going to be accepting connection requests from all these random people who will never help your business. And I'm guilty of that.
0: And you know, what's interesting, Ryan, is that I just had a question inside my Facebook group this morning that said, when you Google yourself, what are the first three results that come up? Almost everybody had their LinkedIn profile somewhere in there.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's Google loves LinkedIn profiles. Um, And if your LinkedIn profile shows up first, then you're not doing something right on your website because that should be the first thing that comes up.
0: Okay. 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 Topic, topic for another day. Um, Okay, so I have, I have a lot of people who, a lot of my audience, their main platform is Instagram. I keep hearing Gary Vee, I keep seeing things and I've done things on LinkedIn just in the last six months that I've seen a lot of success with. Again, not necessarily likes, but like genuine, meaningful connections, clients, clients that I really like. And so what's your... Like, what would you say to someone who's like that just seems like such a boring platform like that? I hear that a lot. It just seems so boring.
1: <laughs> well, they're using it wrong then, right they're using it wrong because um, well a it, and when they say boring, they probably mean it's boring because they are going in, they're posting something they're not seeing any engagement, whereas if they go to Instagram and they take a video or put up a story, they see some people who react. LinkedIn is. Not yet. It's becoming more so, but it's not that visual platform that Instagram is, but it's becoming that way. So you're starting to see more videos on LinkedIn. You're starting to see more live stuff. So certain people are now getting access to doing LinkedIn lives and they're going to roll that out, I think to everybody probably by the end of this year. Um, But LinkedIn, LinkedIn is coming around. And the thing that, frustrates people the most about it is it takes work it takes consistency you have to be in there you have to post stuff not every day but you need to like dedicate a few minutes every day to get in and just review your feed and see what's there like comment and share things especially if it's related to what you do A lot of people get into LinkedIn and they treat it like Facebook, which is not the right way to do it, and so they just like, share, comment on all these different things, and so nobody really knows what you stand for, what you're about, or how you help. And so when you get to LinkedIn, think business. Don't think fun, don't think family, don't think friends, think business, Because that's a big difference between Facebook and LinkedIn. When people are in LinkedIn, their mind is on business. When they're in Facebook, their mind is in a personal world. Uh, At least that's been my experience. So think business, and think strategically, and think, okay, if I like this post about something that's completely unrelated, how, how are people gonna view that later? Right, so you have to. I think with LinkedIn, it just requires consistency and intentionality. You have to be intentional, especially in the beginning. And then, as people start to follow you, then you kind of get some permission to go outside of that a little bit and show more of your personality. But if you want to be known for something on LinkedIn, you got to be talking about that something.
0: Okay, and then I want to, and and that's um, such a great reminder too. Just to remember that it's not just posting it's also engaging. And what I have found so cool about LinkedIn that I don't like, you definitely don't see on Instagram is that it's almost your comments and someone else's post becomes content in the feed. Cause I'll see people and they'll be like, Oh yeah. Ryan commented on this. And then I'm like, Oh, like, what did he say? Or like, who's this person that he's following? Um, Which I think is so cool. And just another reason to spend that time to engage intentionally, like you're talking about.
1: Yeah, you need to like, uh, that's how you get followers. That's how you get the right kind of and I don't want to say followers, but connections and or followers, you can choose how you want people to engage with you in that way. But uh, you know, people will, it's, it's like any building your thought leadership on any other platform. You just have to get in and engage, share, share your thoughts and opinions on stuff and where you can share value so that people know that, like, you know what you're talking about. Um, I did an interview with a guy named Mark Miller, who's a, who's a career coach a while back. And Mark's Mark said, um, I need to know that, you know, your stuff and how else am I going to know that, you know, your stuff if I don't see any visual proof of it? And that's, that's where, that's where like we all look there today, today with social media and everything else, it's very easy to get a feeling for what someone would be like to work with. Can I jive with this person? Would we get along if, if I paid them to help me? And if you don't have any content or likes or comments or thought leadership or anything posted out there anywhere, people don't know what it would be like to work with you. They don't even have a good guess. And so if you have confusing messaging on top of no presence kind of on the platform, it's easy for you to get looked over versus people who have consistent messaging that's forward facing to their customer. And then they also are posting stuff so that I can get in there and go, okay, well, what's Ryan about? And what's, what's he do? What would he be like to work with? And you can really get a feel for fit and culture. And by the way, that's what recruiters and hiring managers are doing nowadays. They're going and they're checking out all your social media stuff and they're determining, will you fit within the culture of my company?
0: And most people, you know, they think, oh, a personal brands or an online presence. You know, I don't know that I really have one yet, but you probably do, right? Oh, you have
1: one. Well, everybody, we all have one. And if you don't, like, even if you don't, so I search for you and you don't come up, that says something about you right? It says, it says something about you in a day and age where I can find out anything I want about almost any person. And I want to know about you and I can't find anything that's going to hurt you.
0: So talk to me a little bit about, and then, because I think that this could be applied to a LinkedIn profile or an Instagram profile, but you, you talk about a personal brand statement and maybe that's Mm -hmm. kind of the, like when people find you, is that what, they think of you as, or what you're known for, or talk to me a little bit about the personal brand statement and and what that should entail.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a way you can position yourself right in the minds of someone else. And that's really what it's all about is how are you positioned in the mind of someone else? Are you considered an expert? Good, not good, uh, or just not even considered at all when it comes to whatever you want to be known for. And so And I think I got, I think I got this originally from, I want, I'll say Michael Hyatt, even though I'm not a hundred percent sure that's correct. But if you just, if you just stop and ask yourself, like, who do you help? Who are they? What problem are you solving for them? And then what is the success or transformation that they'll see as a result? Right. So I helped overwhelmed entrepreneurs, small business owners, craft clear messaging so that their customers, when they read it, go, "I get it." Okay, that's a that's a quick way to say what I do. But you need to think in the terms of who do you help, right? So what's and and what's that problem that you're helping helping them solve? What's your solution, and then and then uh, finally, what's the transformation or success that they'll see as a result? Think of it in that way, right? So think of problem, my solution, and what the success is for people. And if you say that over and over, it's a it becomes a real quick pitch for you, and people will start to go, okay, now I know what now I now I know what Sarah does, and okay. I know who she helps.
0: And, what, and who she helps, how she helps, and then the transformation, which I love that. And, and that sounds like something that could be perfect on like a LinkedIn profile or even your Instagram profile or wherever your profile is versus um, messaging consultant or health coach or I, I don't know, what's your, what are your thoughts on, on kind of how people position themselves in their profile specifically?
1: Yeah, I don't have a problem if you say you're a health coach. That's fine. But tell me, I mean, that's a huge, broad thing. What does that mean? Is there something within that health coaching that you specialize in? Right? What is, what is it that I can go to, you know, I have a, I got a lower back problem? Am I coming to you because you're a health coach? Right? Or are you a health coach who who specializes in, or I help people who struggle with lower back problems so that they never have to worry about it again? Now I know, oh, lower back problems. I have a lower back problem. I'm coming to you. Not that I have a lower back problem. But that's an example, right? Like life coaches. And I like, like, I like life coaches. I have, I have several of them as clients, okay? But they all seem to have gone to the same school for messaging because they all want you to live a better life.
0: Your best self.
1: Yes, that does not differentiate you at all from anybody else who's saying the exact same thing. We all are life coaches in some regard. I can give you some life coaching advice for your career, for example. And so I could be a life coach for your career, in which case most people would just call you a career coach. But if you're a life coach, define how you help people. What is that thing that you help them do? So for example, I'm working with a lady right now who's a life coach, but she specializes in helping people understand how to go into retirement.
0: Wow.
1: So that's a stage of life. Are you a life coach for millennials? Are you a life coach for 25 year olds? Which, by the way, if you're a 25 year old life coach, I'm going to, as an older person, I'm going to question whether you've lived enough life to coach me. But you have lived enough life to coach people who are 24, 23, 22, right? So you have to define what it is that you're a life coach of. You can't just be a life coach. That, that doesn't help differentiate you at all.
0: And then, like you're saying, making sure that you're communicating that transformation, like the the woman who's specializes in retirement. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. if that's you, it's like, Oh, this, this is my person. Like I need to work with right. her.
1: Yeah. She, she works with people who are getting ready to go into retirement, who are not sure about what they should be doing. And she helps them put together a plan for their retirement.
0: <sighs> that's amazing. Okay. Right. Well, that,
1: that message will not resonate with the 25 year old. It will totally resonate with people who are fifty-five and up, who are starting to really think about, okay, what am I going to retire? What am I going to do?
0: And it's like that's a way to like be able to work with the people that you want to work with, and and really, um, really help them get a specific transformation. Um, yeah, yeah. If
1: you're a life coach, you can't like you can't come up with a transformation that works f- for everybody because my life is different than your life and the way I define a good life may be different than the way you define a good life. So you have to decide what is it I help people do and where, you know, so if you're a life coach and you are helping people who are making career transitions, say that, don't say that you're a life coach.
0: You got me think. you got me thinking about myself too. Cause I think that that's, there's a lot of people, you know, who help with Instagram or social media and it's like, who exactly and like what's that specific problem? Um, and one of the things that I've been trying to play around with is like I want to make it fun and genuine and not so much about followers, um, and mm-hmm. more about connections and that type of thing. Um, so I'm working. I'm working so th- through this so myself. So think,
1: think, think through the people you work with. What do they want? What are they trying to achieve? Okay, because if I'm if I'm here, if I'm up here, and I know this is a visual thing just imagine you have your right hand raised. You're if you're up here, and I, or, or I want to get up here, but I'm down here, which is my left hand lower than my right hand now, how do I get there, right? You're helping people fill that gap with knowledge and information that will take them from, I'm overwhelmed and confused and don't know how to use social media to a place where they're confident in the direction that they're going. That's the transformation. And then your process gets them there.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's um, yeah,
1: here. If, if you don't mind, I'll give you a quick example. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm working with a, I'm working with a financial guy who is so, I mean, so first of all, think about just financial stuff. Okay. Really complicated. Nobody understands it. You have to spend years and years to get it and to like, understand what, what you're doing. Okay, so when we were doing his taking a look at his stuff that he is selling to people, the first thing he said that he does is he sells a private client act special access platform. I said, Great, what the heck does that mean? I have no clue what that means. So we walked through exactly what that means, and what I helped him come up with is, oh dude, you are you have actually created the estate owner's financial blueprint. So if you're an estate owner, meaning you own land, cattle, any kind of an estate, here's the financial blueprint you need to go through to make sure that your stuff is protected. Wow. But you don't know that unless, yeah, unless you start asking, okay, what is it they want? How do I help them get there? And what are those problems I'm helping them overcome? Right, which is like the story brand methodology. The first three steps in it are you can use it anywhere. Once you know what people want and you know, the problems that they struggle with and then you know how those problems make them feel, you can create messaging for anything and use it anywhere. You can use it as a way to answer job interview questions. You can use it as a way to write your LinkedIn profile, which is what I teach in my LinkedIn simple course. You can use it as a way to brand yourself, position yourself, which is what I do in my brand messaging made simple or brand messaging system course. Um, you can use it anywhere because then when you, when you think in that way, you're always starting with your customer in mind first as you give answers. And what most of us do, we're all guilty of it. I struggle with it still today. And I catch myself. We know when we talk to a customer, how we can help them like immediately, like you hear them talk and you go, Oh, you need this. The problem is most of us jump right to, you need this. And we don't build up with them the transformation that we can help them go through.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Don't tell them about your stuff until you've thoroughly asked them, what are they, what are they trying to achieve and what are the problems they struggle with? And then you position your stuff as the solution to those things.
0: Yeah. If you like want it,
1: this, use me. If you want to overcome this problem, here's how I help.
0: if If they don't understand that, it's like no one cares that they get, weekly one-on-one calls with you without understanding what those will, what the success Yeah. I mean,
1: sure. That's a a feature of, of your program or benefit of your program, but they don't care about that until they know that you can help them first. They don't care about that until they know that you are targeting or talking, not targeting, but talking to them and they understand that you get them. Once they know that you understand their problems, now they want to, now they're going to start asking you questions like, okay, what do I get for this? Like what's included? Then you tell them about that stuff. Now on your copy and your website, you want to highlight some of that stuff, but don't highlight it as bullet point free one hour consultation with me Highlight it as something more along the lines of uh, something that's targeted to them. Here's a benefit you get. Discuss your unique situation.
0: this is gold ryan this is gold i feel like we could talk for probably another two hours just on on this alone (laughs) but i (laughs) that.
1: yeah we're way over your your allotted time
0: i know i know but that's okay this was all really really good and um i thought this episode is so important because you know a lot of times people do struggle on social media and they wonder like why it's not working, but like we've talked about this whole thing, it's like none of it, it doesn't matter what tool you're using, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, it's not the tool, it's the messaging that's probably not working that you need to focus huh. on before you do that, so.
1: If you if you get your messaging wrong, everything else will be wrong. You will waste money on ads, you'll waste money on campaigns. Yes, you may get some people who buy into it, uh, but, it's not going to be nearly as much as you could. You have to get your messaging right. And then you have to use that message message in everything that you do.
0: Okay. So I know people are going to be like, okay, what, who is this guy? How can I learn more about him? Where is the best place for people to connect with you? And what, what do you have going on that they might be interested in knowing a little bit more about?
1: Well, if you, so if you want to know about me personally, you can go to RyanRoten.com, and then I am Ryan Roten everywhere, which by the way is something when I'm working with people for the first time, please go get your name on all the different platforms if you can do it. Uh, because there's nothing worse than trying to decipher who Fozzie Bear 563 is, um, which may be cute, but it's not clear. So get your name. Um, so if you go to RyanRoten.com, you can learn more about me and some of the stuff that I've done. But if you want to know about my programs, uh, where I help people build in the structure that they need, so they can develop that brand messaging um, and confidently market themselves. Go to careerbrand.co, mm. and then there you can see different different programs and things that that uh, I'm putting together.
0: Okay. Well, Ryan, I know that people are going to want to connect with you um, and learn from you because this is, I learned so much from this selfishly and I know that everyone listening to this will too. So thank you for your time. We'll have to have you back on to to get into maybe some of the nitty gritty. This was like a great messaging one-on-one interview. Um, so I appreciate your time and we'll see you over on uh, LinkedIn.
1: Awesome. Count on it. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been fun discussion for me too.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Before you go, I have two quick things I want to make sure that you don't miss out on. The first one is being a part of the Social Scholar Study Group, which is a private Facebook group where we're hanging out, looking at behind the scenes, you're getting additional bonus content, you're able to connect with the other listeners, have network opportunities, and occasionally when it works out, we're going to bring back our podcast guests for live interviews to share additional information with us to get your questions answered. So we're going to have a lot of fun over there as well as a ton of value. So be sure and join us in the link below in the show notes. And then secondly, um, I'm learning very quickly that reviews are important for getting the podcast found, reaching other people, helping them help other people by the content um, and the, the guest experts and experiences that they're sharing. And so I would love it. It would just mean the world to me if you would take time to leave a review and in exchange, for that time and energy and effort, because I know you are busy, I'm going to give you the selling on social roadmap as well as the um, social media content launch blueprint, which basically is four weeks of content leading up to your launch so that by the time you're ready to talk about your offer in that week four, people are knowing you, they're liking you, they're trusting you, and they're ready and excited to buy whatever it is you're selling. So you'll get both of those. Just shoot me an email once you've left a review at hello at sarah Lynn co. Let me know you've left a review and I will get you your selling on social goodies over to you. Until the next episode, I will see you around social media.